On today's show, I welcome Shauna Ennis, All-Ireland winning Mead captain. We discuss Mead's triumphant year in 2021. We also speak about what it's like to be a inter-county footballer and what Mead's plans are coming into the 2022 season. So, let's go. So, Sean, you're very welcome to today's show. Thanks so much for having me on. Great to have you. I'm just going to take listeners um, straight back to 2013, so the beginning for you of joining the, the Mead Senior Panel. And you might give us an insight into what those first couple of seasons were like for you coming into senior football. Yeah, so I suppose I would have been playing minor for Mead um, in 2012. And that was my first... I suppose, proper experience of playing for um, playing for my county. And I really, really enjoyed it. And we had a pretty good year. We would have got to the Leinster final that year in the minor competition. Um, so after that competition ended in June or July, I was asked into the Mead panel. So I finished out my year at minor training with the Mead panel um, under Paula Cunningham. But I didn't, um, didn't get any game time that year. And then I suppose in 2013, Lara Wall would have took over um, and Lara had actually already managed me at club level so I was delighted because I knew him really well and I knew he was easier transition for easier you. transition and I knew he was a really good really really good coach and he's obviously done really really fantastic things with Kells in the last few years and yeah I'm delighted for him that you know that things are going really well for him um, so Lara came in 2013 and 2014 and we had a really good setup. Um, the first year we were really competitive in Division One, but losing all our games by only a point or two, and unfortunately we ended up being relegated that year at Division One, but just sort of barely. Um, we had a pretty good run the championship that year as well in 2013. I was sort of holding my place at half forward, which I was really happy about, and there was a lot of older girls on the team who I would have looked up to for many, many years. So really enjoyed my, my 2013 season, my 2014 season as well at Lair. I suppose Lair left then and in 2015, 2016, things sort of took a turn for the worst for me, ladies. Unfortunately, we had a lot of retirements of those players who I'd really looked up to. And yeah. it just left us really, really weak. And they had been around for such a long time. Um, I don't know whether we didn't see it coming that there wasn't the players coming up or whether the players coming up hadn't been coached properly or like I would say there was a factor. I'd say there was a number of factors that contributed sort of to this dip. Um, yeah. They came around then. Yeah, just generally teams like that tend to come in cycles then as well. It could have been just a natural cycle. Like you said, you have certain players that are falling off for different different reasons and again you might not have the player just coming up through and that can be a di different different reasons as well but you might have mentioned there as well in 2017 bringing it right up to that period you took a, a break yourself um from the inter-county setup and you might explain maybe why or did you feel that after you took the break then did it help your game further down the line with the inter-county setup how did that go? Yeah, I think, as I said, we had a few really, really tough years in 15 and 16. And I suppose I was a little bit disheartened. Um, we were just getting hammered in games. And 
I wasn't really enjoying my football anymore. And 2017 was actually quite a busy year for me. I was doing my dip. I'm a teacher and I was doing my dip. So I was just really, really busy. So again, yeah. a number of factors why I decided to take that year out. Um, as well as that, in 2017, we had actually decided to, well, me had decided to regrade intermediate that year. And believe it or not, I actually... <laughs> That was something I wasn't really happy with either. I thought that me should be playing at the highest level and and I didn't really like the idea of going down playing intermediate. So probably a number a number of factors um, contributed to, to me not playing in 2017, but I think it was a, a, a good chance for me to get a break and to really go back to my club and, and concentrate on playing club um, football in Camogie. And I definitely enjoyed my break, but... I was obviously then I was very, very eager to come back the following November, December when I was asked to come back in. I was I was chomping at the bit and I was really, really excited to go back in. Yeah, you rejoined in 2018. Did you see, I suppose, from those period from 2018 up to up to now, what were the the biggest changes you saw? Obviously, you talk about you talk about regrading there to intermediate, but could you see things differently from the previous seasons was there something building at that point yeah so our current management team would have come in halfway through the 2017 season and I, yeah. I had heard from girls and I had um, seen for myself that it was it was a different setup and it was really professional and the girls were really enjoying their football again and I think that's why I was so eager then to go back in for 2018 because I saw that this really fantastic management team had come in and I really wanted a chance to get to play under them. So from 2018 or some of the girls would have from halfway through 2017 started working with our management team of Emma Murray, um, Paul Garrigan and Paddy Dowling would have came in originally. And I suppose we were given a new lease of life. And in 2018, that was the first year we got to the intermediate All-Ireland final um yeah again I think it was just enjoying we just enjoyed our football again and, and we were excited about it and um Paul is fantastic coach Paul Garrigan and um he really put like started us I suppose maybe thinking about our, our tactics a little bit more and um our nutrition and our SNC and I suppose there was a, a lot more things coming in, into play then um from when that man from when our current management took over. You mentioned the SNC and the nutrition side of things and, and maybe a little bit more of a professional setup. Would you give listeners maybe an insight into you know, what I suppose um I'd say the daily but like a weekly kind of setup for your yourself at county level would be regarding like I know you've you club commitments and stuff like that as well. And maybe is it three, is it four sessions a week? Is there early starts? What kind of would a normal week um, look like for you? Yeah, so a normal week, um, I suppose, in the last two years has been a little bit different with the split season. Um, club and county seasons often split. So I've actually yeah. enjoyed that in that we've got to concentrate on one at a time. So if we're it's during the, cl- the county season, a normal week will probably look like um, a Monday and a Wednesday gym session. So our SNC coach, Eugene Ivers, um, we would be tested at the start of the season and then he would um, give us all an individualised gym programme. 
So we would usually do a gym session um, by ourselves or like with a couple other girls, whatever suits people on a Monday and a Wednesday. And that would take like an hour, just over an hour, maybe. Um, Then we'd be on the pitch on a Tuesday and on a Friday and on a Sunday morning. Those sessions usually are about two hours long, sometimes a little bit longer, depending on what we're working on. But um, yeah, so it's probably you're looking at five sessions sessions a week, three on the pitch and and two in the gym. It's just pretty full on. Yeah, yeah, it is full on. And then yeah. goes the week of a game as well. You might have a Zoom now in COVID. You might have a Zoom with our sports psychologist as well. Usually, maybe one yeah. evenings too. So yeah, it, it's 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 a big commitment, but if you enjoy it, that's the main thing. Well, that's it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's a huge commitment. But again, if, you, if it's enjoyable, you obviously make the time for it. But how does that affect your your um, working with or playing with your own club? Does it supersede it or what's the, you know, just to give listeners an insight into yeah. what takes the back seat and when? Yeah, so as I said, this year it's been a little bit different than last year with the split season for Globe and County. Um, when I'm training with County, like this year, for example, I was purely with the county and I wasn't training with my club. Um, I would, league players actually weren't allowed, or club players weren't actually allowed to play club league matches this year. Okay. So um, I would go to the games and training for a club whenever I could, but I'm lucky that my club are very understanding and they they know that I'm going to come, when I come back, that I'm going to come back in, a really, in really good shape. So, um, and I have to make sure that I do. Um to be of use to them um, I suppose before yeah. COVID hit it would have been a lot more a lot trickier because the club and county would have ran in tandem and you might be playing a county match on a Sunday and then trying to play a club championship match on a Tuesday and that's really tough on the body and I don't think it, yeah. it, I don't think it's I don't. I hope we never go back to it because I, I don't think it's really fair on anyone um, but yeah we'll have to see how this season goes I suppose yeah, because obviously nobody knows what way it's going to be coming into 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 next season. If I just bring it on then um, to obviously the success of this year, but even to go maybe a step further back and look at your intermediate success last season and coming into this season, what were the expectations off the back of your intermediate success coming into the the senior the, the senior setup this year? Yeah, so that's a question I've got a little bit, like what were your realistic expectations or aims or goals? And, um, you know, at the start of every season, we set, we set our goals out as, a te- as an individual and as a team. We would do a workshop or a session where we would set our goals. And to be honest, our, I don't think anyone, no one put down that our, our goal was to win the All-Ireland. Our, our baseline, you know, minimum goals we wanted to meet was to maintain our division two status and get to a division two final. And yeah, I suppose for a division two it was get to the division two final. And then for the championship, it was just to maintain senior status. So yeah. those were the things we were aiming for. And luckily, like in both competitions, obviously we exceeded those aims and obviously we met our goals, but we would probably want to step further than we were that we thought we could go. Yeah, it's, it's it's it's. I'm sure it's obviously it was very interesting when I, when I sat down to prepare for this as well. That that was one of the things to see where management and where I suppose as individual as 
individual players where he's had set your goals for for that season because it's very interesting when you find yourself in that position like it's very easy to go into the final maybe and think you know this is already a success that we've gotten gotten this far but did did like you talked about your work with psychologists and stuff and say with COVID this year did the psychology and the mindset kind of be a, a bigger part coming into the, the final this year yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, we work with a, a great sports psychologist, Kelly Faye from Tyrone, and I think we probably used her more this more so this year than any other year, um, especially through COVID, just for motivation. Um, when you're out trying to run on your own for two or three months at the start of the year, it's it's really tough going. But yeah, it really stood to all the girls that everyone did that hard work and nobody slacked on it. And when we came back in April or May, that we were everyone was flying fit and then all we had to worry about was the football so Kelly definitely helped us with our motivation at the start of the year and then as the year went on I suppose it was more focusing on taking it one game at a time and just concentrating on the task in front of your face and what you had to do at any given time yeah that's good just to go from from that point then to obviously the success of, of, of this year and we talked just before you come on there like it's been I suppose a bit of a whirlwind the last few weeks and, and months like I know you probably got this question a lot then as well have you really got a, a chance to let it set in just to watch it achieve like even with you know eight all-star awards you're nominated now as well for RT Sports Awards Team of the Year as well like has it really got a chance to like to set in on what's just been achieved um personally for me um I don't think so I don't think it will really and truly register until maybe I retire and stop playing I think maybe then I'll get a chance to look back and and appreciate what everything that we did this year of course like after the All-Ireland like we did like we celebrated and we were so happy and like it was a dream come true. But I suppose coming from the driven group that, that we are, um, our attention has already f- turned to next year. So we're, we've already returned training and we're already thinking about next year. And, and while we haven't, haven't set our goals for next year yet, like I have a good idea of what they're going to be. So um, I think while you're playing, you just want to focus on the next thing and how can you get better and how can you stay consistent and do you know there is do you know a saying that a good team can win and won an All Ireland but um takes a great t- team to do it back to back so yeah I think we're already focusing on next year and 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 the next challenge that's ahead of us. Yeah, that was literally leading into my into my next question. Like it's. Like, what is the expectation then? I know you probably have your own expectation if you want to talk about those. Um, maybe you haven't talked about team expectations yet. And he's are back in the off-season, probably doing a little bit of S&C work now over the over the winter period. But personally, and if you already have set them, any any team goals for, for next season? Yeah, look, as I said, we haven't set them yet. That'll probably be a start of January thing. But... I have a good I have an inkling the team goal is gonna be to do the two in a row. And um I think this year it's gonna be coming from a very different place. Last year we were flying under the radar a lot. Um yeah. people didn't expect much of us. We were the underdog, so to speak. This year everyone wants to beat you. Everyone wants to beat the All Ireland champions. If you beat the All Ireland champions, 
that gives your team such a boost. So it's, we're going to be coming from a very different place this year. But um, I think we have to just keep it in mind or I think keep it in the back of our heads that like we want to keep being the hunters and not the hunted and, and try and stay, stay ahead of the game. Brilliant. Listen, John, I think that's a really good place to, to, to end it. Um, thanks so much for your time and best of luck on Friday night. Thanks, James. Thanks so much. Hope you enjoyed today's interview with Shauna. I'm looking forward to a new year with plenty of new guests, new shows, and I'd like to wish everybody a happy Christmas and a happy new year. And I'll see you all in 2022.